Welcome to another insightful episode of Grandma Says. And here's Grandma. Hello, all. Hope you're having a very happy today. So today's topic from Grandma Says is going from breastfeeding to bottle feeding. Believe it or not, most moms give up after a few weeks or months of breastfeeding. And unless she has a lot of kids, then if she's done it multiple times, then she's not going to give up because she knows what she's doing. But for most moms, it's really hard to continue breastfeeding. And, you know, if you're in that situation, don't feel bad or guilty about it. Believe me, it is very, very common, especially in today's fast paced world. There's a huge number of reasons why breastfeeding is just not as easy now as it was back when moms could sit home and, you know, watch soaps all day. Not that that's what they were doing, but, you know, that's how how men see it. But anyway, back to the point. (laughs) Um, So we know that the biggest issues when it comes to breastfeeding would be lack of time or not having enough help. Um, And sometimes it's the pain. If if the child just isn't going to latch on right and, you know, causes pain, then it just does. And then, of course, there's keeping schedules, which can be almost impossible, again, if you're trying to do it yourself or you don't have enough help. Um, Now, there are proper ways to move from breastfeeding to bottle feeding. And most of the time, you don't have people discuss it. Honestly, the only reason that I know anything about this is because when I used to work for uh, a nonprofit organization that dealt with uh, new single moms, I found that most single moms start off with the idea of, well, breastfeeding is, is more cost effective. Um, it's not as, as um, you know, cumbersome. You don't have to, you know, formula is expensive <laughs> and you can't necessarily carry it with you all the time. And back then, because this was quite a while ago, you used to have to keep formula at a certain temperature. So you couldn't just throw it in your, in your bag and take it out with you. It either needed to be in a refrigerated container or it needed to be in a container that could stay warm, depending on how you were serving the the milk to the baby. So breastfeeding at the time was a better option, but I found that a lot of moms just couldn't do it for the reasons I mentioned earlier, as well as just in general, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just not as, it's just not as easy as it used to be. And so, there's a proper way to go from one method to the other that is safer, in my opinion. Most moms will just go and buy a box of bottles and, and start filling them up with formula. This is not a good idea. First off, bottles do not have, regular bottles, do not have the capacity to keep the maximum amount of air out of the bottle. Air, when a, when a child is drinking from a bottle and they get air in their tummy, This leads to a whole lot of problems with digestion, uh, which is going to make your life a living hell. So (laughs) let me give you some examples. Babies who get too much air in their tummies while feeding can wind up with everything from hiccups to running fevers and ear infections. Yeah, believe it or not, ear infections are usually the result of the child's vomiting or or having the milk come back up because the air has, you know, the milk is sitting on top of the air. Then when they start hiccuping and and having digestion issues, the air pushes the milk back up through their mouths. And if they're trying to sleep, 
it goes down the side of their head, which means it goes into their ears and leads to ear infection. Now they're too little to put cotton balls and things to prevent ear infection. So at that age, there's not a lot you can do besides change the way you're feeding. Um, okay, so here's some things to keep in mind. First, the type of formula that you use. You wanna make sure that the milk that you're provi providing for your child is very close to the same temperature as the milk they were getting before. The milk that comes out of your body is usually close to body temperature. So, you know, I'm not gonna say it's 98 degrees because I have no idea, I've never actually, <laughs> I've never tried to use a, a thermometer to determine how hot milk is when it comes out of a booby. Uh, however, if you squeeze it into your hand, you know it's warmer than, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not cold, and put it that way. Um, now, I'm going to go on record to say I do not advocate using regular bottles when you're going from breastfeeding to regular feeding. Um, although I don't promote any particular product, in this case, I'm going to tell you that there's two companies that provide what I call the best bottles. Now, I, I tried to find the old ones, Infamil. I looked it up and I don't see them anymore. That doesn't mean they don't sell them, but apparently, I don't know, maybe they sold the design to Playtex. But here's the design I'm talking about. These are disposable bottles where you buy the bottle itself and then you get liners to fill the bottles. Um, this, I would say, is the best. I've, I use them myself. I've advocated for them with most new moms. I find that kids who use this particular method, uh, this product, their issues with feeding go down to almost no issues at all. And it's the, in my opinion, it's the closest to going from a breast nipple to a bottle nipple without causing major issues. So let's get into that a little bit so you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so first off, uh, the disposable bottles, you do have to buy liners. They don't cost very much, but they're little plastic baggies that you slide over the top of the mouth of the um, plastic bottle itself. So you've got the bottom part that's that looks like a, it, it's like a tube. <laughs> it's like a little cylinder. And the, there's an opening at the bottom of it. So you just slide the liner in. And then you, of course, after you fill it, you screw on the top. They usually come with two different types of tops. You have the tops that you travel with, and this is the one that does not have the nipple. And then you have the one that has the nipple. Now, first off, when a child is learning to breastfeed, they tend to, or they're taught to open their mouths wider so their lips can reach around and they're not attached to your nipple. Most bottles work the opposite. They train the child to attach to the nipple on the bottle. So they are sucking on that's you know, like with the passy, they, they suck on the nipple itself, which again is the opposite of what they do when they're breastfeeding. So if a child has already learned to breastfeed and then you go to a nipple, a nipple bottle, then they are still opening their mouths too wide, which is what's causing the extra air to get into their bodies when they're trying to suck. You can sometimes even hear it. Their, their sucking sounds more like they're trying to suck through a straw instead of latching onto the bottle. Um, so this is already a problem for the kid because you can't retrain a child on how to drink. Once somebody learns how to do something, that's their skill for life. <laughs> um, I mean, they can change it, but I'm just saying. Okay, 
the bottle tops on the Infamil um, nipples were the best when it came to mimicking the breast of a female. I could not find those anymore, though, when I looked them up. So sorry if they're unavailable, but uh, they used to have a very small nipple in the middle. And then the outside was where the child would latch on and kind of push the milk into their mouths which was, again, that was the best transition. And it's also the kind of bottles you use if you want somebody else to feed and you're still going to breastfeed yourself. Um, the other thing is when children are looking for the milk when they're breastfed, they root around. So that's when they're you know, moving their head around like they're trying to find something. And this is because this is how they find the boob in order to attach to the boob. The problem with that, again, is you're creating air pockets because while they're trying to root around and find your body, um, if you're no longer breastfeeding, they're not going to find it. So that's not going to stop them from trying to find it. So they're, you know, they're going to get a lot of air while they are because they're sucking at air. They're, they're pulling anything near them. They're putting it near their mouth because that's what they've been trained to do. Nature. Huh? Okay. So. If a child gets too much air in their body from, you know, from the bottle or from rooting, it can cause pain. And pain means they're not going to sleep well. They're going to cry a lot. They're going to fart a lot. Um, they may suffer from gas and bloating. They may feel full when they're still hungry. They may catch hiccups often or they may start vomiting. Sadly, these are the results of trying to transition or change over without doing it the right way or just constantly using the wrong bottle types. Any bottle that you can turn on its side and there's an air pocket means that your child's going to get air in their tummy when they're drinking from it. I don't care what the designer says. <laughs> if you can see the air, it's going in your kid's mouth. Um, now, here's some more things that are great about the disposable bottles. Uh, one, you can squeeze all the air out once it's filled, and that's a simple process. Once you put the liner in, then you put the milk in, close the top with the nipple, squeeze the bottom with your fingers. You don't need to use your whole hand, just from the bottom, and squeeze until all the air comes out, and you'll hear it. It'll, you know, make that, it sounds like a balloon, and then eventually the milk itself will squirt out through the top, and then all the air is gone. Uh, they are also more sanitary. Cleaning bottles properly can be really hard to do. Um, oftentimes, if you're using regular soap, then you can get soap residue on the nipples. If you're not washing them or rinsing them soon after use, old milk that gets crusted inside the nipple can sour. And then, of course, if the kid drinks it and it's not fully clean, they can get sick from it. Too much soap trying to clean can make a kid vomit because, you know, we're, we're not really supposed to eat soap. I know some grandmas say do it, but yeah, you're not really supposed to eat it. <laughs> um, and constant sterilization can be time consuming. And a lot of people skip that part because, well, they just do. You shouldn't, but people do. Uh, so, and the weird thing is all these years, I have never seen a seriously adequate sterilization system for storing bottles. I don't know why nobody's ever made that. Hint, hint to the companies out there. So cutting to the chase, the best practice, um, if you're using disposables, you can just simply rinse off the bottom part because the kid's milk never touches it anyway. So wash it in warm soapy water and rinse it and let it dry. You could sterilize the nipples in, bottle, in boiling water like you normally would, 
let the nipple air dry and then seal it in a Ziploc or a baggie uh, so that nothing will get on or in the, uh, in the nipple itself. You can also flip those nipples inside out if we're talking Infamil, um, which was another cool thing about them because that allowed you to reach every little piece where the milk would have been. Um, and most of them come with those lids so you can make all the milk you need in advance. Well, I say all the milk. We'll talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> but you can store at least a day's supply of milk safely, already mixed. So you can mix it all in the morning, put it in the fridge, and then heat it as needed. The other great thing about disposable bottles is that they're easy to heat because the bag itself goes down into the heat. So you can put boiling water in a cup, set the um, bottom half of your disposable, just set the bottle down in the in the um, hot water, and the hot water will reach the baggie itself and warm up the milk. Yes, I'm a huge advocate for those things. They're awesome. Um, you know, and it's not just because I'm lazy and you can throw them away instead of washing them. That's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it makes your life easier. They also have measurements on the side. Um, so you can tell how much milk you're creating. And because it's in the little plastic thingy, if you get clumpy, cheapy formula. Now, I know I'm not going to tell you which brands will do this, but oh my God, if you do get a brand that turns into like <laughs> chalk dust... <laughs> <laughs> you can squeeze it between your fingers in the baggie until it loosens up and then mix it, you know, shake it up again until it turns into actual formula. Something else you can't do with regular bottles, because if that clumpy crap gets in the bottom, all you can do is keep shaking. And if that stuff doesn't loosen up, then your only other alternative is to open it and use a spoon, which which really sucks. So, <laughs> Yes, those I think are the best bottles if you can get them. Now, going with what's actually available, the only ones I found were Playtex. I have nothing against Playtex personally, but I don't like the way the nipples look. Those things look like, I don't know, like baby cow teats or something. I don't know why the nipple is so big, <laughs> which means you can't flip them inside out to wash them either. I can tell that by looking at it. And it doesn't look like it's made out of the same rubbery material Infamil used to use. So if it's that modern day plastic, you might not be able to boil it for sterilization purposes. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I've never used it. I'm just saying from observation, that's what it looks like to me. Okay. Um, so my big issue about the, the disposables is that ultimately you're making your life easier you're helping your kid to digest better and squeezing the air out. Um, and kids will eat and sleep with fewer issues because they're not going to have, you know, the constant, um, what is that? It's like an acid reflux in babies, but there's another word for it. Okay. I think that pretty much covers it on how to, uh, how to use them. Uh, you can find them anywhere. I would say order it online if you can because of, you know, COVID. <laughs> but, um, you know, and for God's sake, sterilize them before first use and then keep sterilizing after that. Uh, let's see. And as a last note about this, the other cool thing about the disposables is that you can increase the size of the nipple hole using like a needle and just going around in a circle until it expands. Now I'm going to say this. Companies and doctors are against this, eh, whatever. Uh, but when your child reaches a point where 
formula is not enough and they are just jonesing for more food and they're crying all the time. You can increase the size of the nipple and then add baby cereal like rice and, and oatmeal and stuff like that. And I'm talking the baby cereal that's in the baby food aisle, not the stuff you're going to find by Cheerios and Chex Mix. Okay. <laughs> no baby, baby milk. Um, you can add a couple of teaspoons to that, shake it up, and now you have a thicker formula and it'll still come out of the top of the nipple. Um, and in this case, I would say, you know, I'm not going to say ignore your doctor <laughs> because there's a lot of doctors who will say, though, you shouldn't give them that when they're that young. Yeah, wait till he stays up all night with a screaming kid who's not full because the formula just wasn't enough. And you can only give them so much before they're sick of it. And it's like they're people, you know, they nobody wants to eat the same thing. Can you imagine eating the same thing all day, every day? Oh, my God. Um, so it just gives it a little flavor and thickness and helps them to sleep through the night. Now, do not fill the whole bottle with it. Just add a little bit, shake it up, and it thickens the milk. Okay, I think that's about it. <laughs> um, so that's how you go from breastfeeding to bottle feeding in a safe, wholesome way that's easier on you and your kid. And that's all I have to say about that. See you in the next podcast. <laughs>